Good morning and welcome to today's episode of Courageously Unapologetic with Corrine Allen. I have been knocked on my butt by food poisoning. So I've been a little MIA um, from life, basically. Um, And, ugh, just freaking god-awful. But... um, I'm back at it today, and that's because I am forcing myself to be back at it. I just decided it's just like, it's enough, you know? And uh, Thursdays and Fridays are really, really long, big, important days for me in my work week. And so here I am, and I'm going to make the best out of it. And so I kind of do these things where like if I know I'm struggling in an area, if I know I'm not really feeling myself, if I know that I am, you know, maybe hurting in a certain area, angry in a certain area, then I'm not going to tap into that and plug into that um, because there will be bitterness there, right? Like everybody, no matter what you're doing, no matter if you're working through your pain, if you're working on areas of yourself, um, it's a constant work. And so anybody that portrays like, because they are healed, they don't hurt anymore. Um, it's they're, they're lying um, because there are going to be things that hurt you. It's going to come to a point where you, um, can address it. You can pinpoint it and you can say, okay, like this topic is my thing to deal with. This is my struggle area. And so we lean into other areas and we work through those areas. And sometimes through that roundabout way, um, you can heal more in it. And in that roundabout way, you can remove bitterness and you can replace it with more growth. And so what I wanted to do this week is share about something that brings me such happiness and um, brings me just joy because of what I've learned from it and something that I've been learning about so much for so, so many years. Um, I remember being a hairdresser and being new into doing hair, which tells you that was a really long time ago. Um, I haven't even done hair for like 10 years. Um, and hearing about the five love languages and being really intrigued about it and not even having a clue that it existed. And I was so grateful that at a time in my life where I was ending one relationship and beginning another one, um, that I was able to learn about this. For me, relationships don't have any purpose. And I'm talking like, you know, significant other relationships, not, you know, friendships. Um, but maybe that's, it's even the same for me on both levels. But for, for me personally, like unless there is depth there and unless there is longevity there, it's useless to me. So I guess I kind of scratch out that point of saying it's just in relationship form because it's the same for me in friendships. Like I will not invest in anything unless it has depth and longevity and purpose. Um, and so learning about how I could honor somebody more and learning about how I could figure out how I am desiring and craving and needing and wanting love was so eye-opening to me and so important to me and interesting to me. Um, And now at just a couple weeks shy of 35, it is Virgo season. Hello. (laughs) 
Hashtag Virgo season. Yes, please. If you're a Virgo, can you message me today so I can just love on you and tell you how great you are? Um, but in a couple weeks, I'm going to be 35 and I am still meeting people all the time that have no idea that love languages exist. And this is how we give love. This is how we receive love. And don't just brush that off, you know? So so why do I want to share about the hype of love languages? Because it's necessary. They are necessary. They are the part of us that allows us to give people what they deserve, what they're wanting. I was always words of affirmation. One of the love languages of the five is words of affirmation. That was me my entire life until now, but we can talk about me later. So do you know how many couples spend years loving their spouse the wrong way or even worse, their love language way? There are so many people who think that the way that they receive love is the way that 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 is love. They are so confident. They believe wholeheartedly, not selfishly, completely, genuinely, and wholeheartedly that let's say as an example, just because that's what mine was for so long, words of affirmation. Okay, I'm going to give an example and maybe you can relate to it. Maybe you do it or you have had it done to you. So because it means and because it meant the world to me for someone to write me a letter and express to me how much they care about me, what I mean to them, why I'm special to them, because that means so much to me to then go in return and do the same thing for my spouse and then when that letter gets, you know, folded up into a drawer or you see it just like in their pant pocket and it got washed and then like it's not a big deal and then you're hurting over it and you're crying over it, they appreciated that, I'm sure, but it didn't communicate love to them because it's very rare that you do have I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say it's very rare. Um, I don't actually know that, so I can't back that up. Um, Let's just say in some situations, you don't have the same love language as your spouse. And therefore, it becomes this ugly cycle where you don't feel loved. You feel like they disrespected you because you wrote that letter sharing with them how much you love them. But maybe their love language is physical touch. So they appreciated that letter, but you haven't given them affection for days. So they actually don't feel loved at all. And those words mean nothing to them because your actions don't show those words. You have then given your love language to somebody else in hopes that they would receive it the way that you do. So this is why I talk about Couples can spend years loving their spouse the wrong way. And yet marriages end sometimes because they're like, I did everything I could. They can love you to the best of their ability and it can still be wrong. Because if they don't know how to love you, and even worse, if you don't know 
how you want to be loved and you don't communicate that and you guys don't have an understanding of what you want and what you need and what you desire and what you crave, you're both going to feel unloved all the time. The only time when it becomes actually necessary where a divorce should happen through that is if you are constantly in communication about what you crave and need and want and desire and they're letting you down repeatedly. So ways for you to do that, ways for you to understand it is, yes, you can ask them to take a test online. When I first learned about it, it was uh, when I first learned about these, it was just through the book. So I don't remember there being like an online test for, you know, figuring out, you know, a quiz to figure out your love language. I have done it since and it is incredible. I definitely recommend it. Um, So you can have them, you know, take the test online. You can also observe and be and stay in tune with your spouse to figure out what their love language is. It takes time and most importantly, it will take effort. All extraordinary things do take effort and they can take time. People give up putting that effort in effort in because it's hard. It's messy. It's uncomfortable. It's scary. It's overwhelming. But mostly, it just shows laziness and lack of care and lack of love if you're not willing to do that. So though it might be hard sometimes to spend months or years in a season of this is uncomfortable, but I want to do this to figure out how I can love you better or how I can just love you right and how you can love me right says a lot more about who you are and your marriage and where you're trying to go in your relationship. Also, here's something magical that I didn't really, I don't think I knew for the longest time, your love language can change. You know, in a business where I'm around a ton of entrepreneurs, I always hear about like our why changing, our purpose of our drive and our grit and the intentions and, you know, that motivation behind what we do, the motivation to wake up every day and push when we don't want to and put effort into our life and then ourself, um, that why can change. And finding out and realizing and being a product myself of my love language changing. It can be through situations. It can be through time. It can be through awareness. Becoming more in life will adjust how you crave love. Just as in moments of your life where you feel like you're shrinking, it could allow your love language to change as well. As far as growth, Um, the subject that we talk so much about here, right? Um, For example, my love language was always words of affirmation. Like I touched on earlier, it was always words of affirmation. And my love language now is physical touch. I believe in myself now. And for, I don't know, let's say 30 years, 28, I'd say 28 to 30 years, I didn't. And so words of affirmation, reading them, seeing them about them, about me, hearing that about me, um, that is kind of the definition of like when you trust someone and you can really lean on them, them believing in you before you believe in yourself becomes part of that process. And when I didn't believe in myself, I really, really 
basically relied on that. I relied on those words and I hoped for those words. And um, I still very much like I'm the person that saves all the stuff and, you know, read something and screenshots it and saves it. And, you know, you guys know how I feel about quotes like words are so special and powerful to me. But recognizing as I've grown through the years and through, like I said, situations, awareness, growth, pain, highs and lows, I realized how much I leaned on those and how much I needed them versus wanted them. So now, um, being that I'm not in that period of time anymore and um, my love language has changed, I believe in myself and I don't hold on to or seek those words to make me feel enough and to make me feel worthy. And because I went through a period of time of feeling unloved and unwanted, um, I recognize now how special and encouraging and, um, and passionate and beautiful physical touch can be and how special it is to me. It's obvious within, you know, moments a physical touch, you can tell when it's genuine. You can tell when it's real. You can tell the intention behind it. And I think that is what I love so much about it. Like physical touch to me, if you would have told me years ago, like, oh, that's going to actually be your love language in a couple years. I'd be like, no, you don't even know what you're talking about. But now I recognize and I realize that the fact that I can identify so quickly if it's genuine or not, there is so much depth and um, passion in the right physical touch that that's why it means so much to me. And that that desire of somebody wanting to touch you when they're near you, whereas like, you know, there's relationships where you're like, you know, you never want to hold my hand or you never want to do this. And um, a lot of women crave things like, I just want him to like, you know, brush my hair behind my ear or like come up behind me and like give me a hug. And women are craving that because one, that could be that woman's love language. Um, But two, because they are lacking it and it makes them feel desirable. It shows them that their spouse is wanting to do that to them. And when that person is in the room it's hard for them not to want to be next to them. That's called genuine. That's called caring and wanting to be there and having connection. So getting more in tune with yourself allows you to know exactly how you want and need to be loved, just like getting and staying in tune with your spouse um, allows you to know how they deserve to be taken care of and and what they're wanting out of you. I think the saddest thing is that, you know, if you don't know your love language, but you truly, um, you know, you, you do want to reach this next place. You know, you do want to reach this next place in your relationship and you're like, I don't know what mine is and I don't know what theirs is. And we've been together for two years or five years or 15 years. Um, well, here's the thing. If it's still happening and you're still together, like, there's that and there's other things that have allowed you guys to stay connected and maybe this is something that can connect you even more. Flip side, because we do real here, sometimes by figuring out true connection and figuring out your love language, you realize that you don't know how to love each other and that your love languages are so different and you don't agree with each other's and you don't know how to love that spouse. And so you could get to a point where you're like, I know I am doing everything, 
But unless you know that you are loving them the way that they want love, it's hard for you to actually be able to say you did everything because they could have felt unloved for months or years. So I challenge you wherever, whatever level you're at in your relationship, or even if you're not in one, that you read this book or at least at minimum take the quiz online. So if you don't know your love language, but you truly feel loved by your spouse, here's something fun and and different. If you don't know what your love language is, and you've never read this book, you haven't heard about this, or maybe you've seen these around, but you don't really know too much about it, but you do feel truly loved by your spouse. And I mean truly loved. Don't tell me like we have good days and when they're good, they're good, but we fight more than not. I don't feel this way. Da, da, da. Like I am talking to the people who can honestly answer in a room by themselves. No one is looking at you. No one is going to know that you're answering this truthfully. Um, but if you can truly answer this, that you feel loved by your spouse, you feel adored, you feel admired, you feel respected, you feel desired, you feel wanted, you feel attended to, you feel special, go ask your spouse what would you say my love language is? If they need help understanding that, show them what the five different love languages are and ask them which one of these is me. And you don't have to do your test yet. You don't even have to know what it is yet. See what they think about it. See what they think about you. And then you can go and do the test and see where that aligns for you. But make sure you do it for them too. And something really fun to do is to do the test, you know, together, one right after another. Um, And then it gives you this open, maybe new conversation and stuff to talk about. So I have loved these five love languages for over a decade. Um, And so the name of the book is The Five Love Languages, and it is by Gary Chapman, Um, I know that somebody will ask me, so no, I am not getting paid for this or anything like that. This is just completely authentic. Um, And I actually lost the book when I moved across the country. So this copy that I have is from like a used bookstore um, because I just had to go out and I had to make sure I had it, you know, in my book library. And I have let multiple people borrow it since. And it's really, really eye-opening and insightful. So I hope you'll share that with me too. Like send me a message and um, if you want to talk about it, if you want to dig in more with me about it, I would love to talk about it. This is, it's a great topic in my eyes and there's so much information out there about it. I'm even subscribed to the email. So I'll get messages about that specific love language or, you know, um, other things like that. So anyway, thank you guys for listening today. I just wanted to share a fun, special topic and I hope to hear from you and hear what yours, what, what yours are. Have a great day and have a great weekend.